Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. My guest today is Tina Horn, the host of the podcast Why Are People Into That?, in which she explores sex, kink, gender, and love. She joins me today to talk all about the intersection of sex and cleaning, as you guys know, it's one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world, and how we feel about the messes that we make intentionally and otherwise when we're getting it on. Hey, Tina. Hi, Julie. I'm so happy to be here and be the dirty to your clean. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty dirty is right. the thing. <laughs> right, right, right. We'll talk about that, the, you know, yeah, the relationship, the tension between dirtiness and clean and yeah. getting clean to get dirty and getting dirty to get clean. Exactly. Yeah, well, we'll, that's the thing. I mean, if people didn't make messes, there wouldn't be anything to clean up and then I would be sad. Hallelujah. Um, and also, you know, as I'm, as I'm fond of saying on this show and in my real life, I'm, I'm a clean, clean person with a foul mouth and a dirty mind. I love that. And I think that that's a really good way to be. And, you know, I, I, I try not to make too many apologies for the fact that I don't make apologies for the fact that I have a dirty mind. The foul mouth, sometimes I feel maybe a little bit bad about, but. I love it. Yeah. Also, yeah, foul mouth ladies podcasting is yeah what the world needs. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep it not too. Every once in a while, I'll let loose with a string, this, but I do swear in my real life. I mean, I really do have a pretty foul mouth in my real life. I, mean, I don't from, think there's anything I'm wrong from with Boston, that. and I'm you know I went to a women's college in Manhattan, and I you know I'm just some and I'm a mouthy broad. Yeah, you know? well, I, um, yeah, I see, I see nothing wrong with that. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, you guys, before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. Speaking of patrons, I have some new patrons to thank this week. I have a lot of special patrons to thank this week. Um, Okay, so big, big thank you goes out to Jenna Heller to James Johnson. Hey, James. James sent me a really nice email asking um, a whole bunch of questions about my tarot practice. So we've had a Mm. nice little exchange back and forth about that. Um, The big thank you to Siobhan GK. Um, Okay. Two two incredibly special thank yous uh, to Laurel Shane and Marion James, both of whom pledged $2.69, as we say on this podcast. Nice. 
Uh, <laughs> and Laurel is the one who has the leopard gecko named Smiley, um, who had his little pumpkin suit on for Halloween that I oh. shared on Twitter. And if you guys, um, for the existing patrons, Laurel um, is the one who sent me the video of Smiley eating the pinky mouse that I shared with you guys um, on Halloween because I'm weird like that. Um, and then also just one last thank you to Charlotte Cox because she um, uh, she edited her pledge up to $10. And I just wanted to say thank you for that and remind you guys that if you pledge at the $10 level, you um, can ask me questions that I will answer on the bonus episode. So you can get your questions um, expedited, basically. Uh, all right. So thanks, you guys. I really appreciate the support. Um, I have a uh, an email before I have Tina start reading our questions. I actually um, got some listener feedback that I wanted to share um, because it's relevant to this episode. It actually, the email just came in yesterday. Um and so it was, like, really, really perfect timing. So Thalia writes to me, um, Hi, Jolie. I wanted to let you know, first and foremost, that I've been using your very good advice to clean up a horrible accident in which my bottle of silicone lube oh. spilled all over my sex toy bin. When I discovered it, the first thing I Googled was, quote, Jolie Care Clean Up Silicone Lube. <laughs> the Jolie Care Google trip strikes again. Um, and she continues, and as I knew you would, you had my back. So, um, I wrote back to her and I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And your timing is amazing. Cause I'm going to be recording one of my like, you know, smutty episodes tomorrow. <laughs> um, and so I asked her, I was like, well, what did you do? Right. Cause there's a, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of different advice that I've given, um, about silicone lube. And it's always helpful for me to hear from people exactly what it was that they tried that worked for them because yeah. then I can... Or what didn't work. Or what didn't work because then I can report back. I refer to it as, as field research. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> All your minions out there making they, messes, cleaning them up. Yeah, and then reporting back. And it really is so helpful for me. So here's what, here's what Thalia did. So the, she, she wrote back. She said, I soaked the toys in water with some dishwashing detergent, which mm. was great on the fabric elements. For the silicone line piece, pieces, I then hand scrubbed them with hand soap. I also had a foaming facial scrub I was trying to use up that worked really well on oh. the shower head that got Luby in the process. The only lingering problem is the plastic tub itself um, that they were all stored in and the fake leather straps some of them have. I'm not sure if it's because I use hippie detergent instead of Cascade. <laughs> it's definitely less, less Luby, but it still feels slippery it was almost a quart of lube, so I'm not sure if it's salvageable. Well, so uh, first of all, what's her name? Thalia? Thalia. Shouts to Thalia for having a quart of silicone lube. Know, right? Also, somebody should sponsor her getting more because she just, you know, she just lost like a yeah. quart of silicone That's a lube. lot of lube. We got to send her like a gallon, I know. like a tub. <laughs> I've been on porn sets where I have actually seen like barrels the barrels like tubs yeah of like that that thing you see on the on amazon the huge uh -huh. the like uh -huh. the, the big drum of lube you know yeah, i mean sometimes you gotta buy in bulk yeah, yeah. i mean it's think it's about your good, future make an investment in your future it's just good budgeting <laughs> it is it absolutely is it's like you know also impressive i guess it could double as furniture yeah you could sit on it yeah or you could sure. like put or you could like put a glass on it anyway yeah um okay so let me let me tell you guys um 
what I told Thalia, and then let's tease what, what Tina and I have up our sleeves because because this is we're we're not just stopping at ask a clean person. Oh, shit. Um, so what I told Thalia to do was I was like, actually, I think you should go in with dry paper towels and mm. just try to like sop up as much as you can, then go back in when it's down to like a fine patina of, <laughs> <laughs> of silicone lube, then go back in with the detergent. Um, and there are some other things that I think she can try, but I'm not going to talk about them on this episode of Ask a Clean Person because right after we finish recording Ask a Clean Person's podcast, we are going to record an episode of Tina's podcast. And she, one of the things that she wants me to talk about with her um, is all kinds of sex toy and sex accessory cleaning. So she, I know she wants to talk about lube. Mm. She wants to talk about toys. She wants to talk about harnesses, all that good and stuff. And attire, like like fetish apparel yeah. as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, so we're going to cover all of that stuff on why are people into that. Um, I will be Tina's guest. So um, we're just doing a little teaser of that to come. And we also have, we have quite a lot to talk about on this episode. Um so I'm gonna have Tina read the first question from Darcy. Now, you guys, I have to I have to tell you something. I think I've used this question before on this show, and I just can't remember. Mm. And so, if it sounds familiar to you guys, and if you remember, it's probably it was a Maureen episode. Mm. Um, but I'm if I apologize if you've heard it before. Um, you know, but I but I wanted I wanted to kick off with cum stains because you know I've got Tina here and that's why we're gonna, where we're gonna kick off. But then we're gonna we're gonna do some other stuff that I haven't done on the show. Um, so I apologize if this is a dupe. Um, this is a question from Darcy. I mean, if nothing else, this will be a fun story to recount. Yeah. Okay. So Darcy writes, "Hello, Julie. You wanted gross, so well, this is not the grossest thing ever. It's probably it's really not. It's, it's really true. not. It's pretty run of the mill." My boyfriend and I were having fun, sex, we were having sex, when, surprise, he came and, well, come, landed on a decorative pillow of mine. I appreciate that she spelled come, Mm C-U-M. I feel like the noun come, I always want to spell C-U-M, and the verb verb. to come, I want to spell the Yep, that is actually the style. Oh, awesome, awesome little syntax there. Okay. Uh, he came and, well, come landed on a decorative pillow of mine. I really want to know what is on this pillow. I like the pillow. And while we did wipe the pillow off with a damp towel, there's still a slight discoloration. I tore the care tag off the pillow. It's a brocaded orange velvet and the cover can be removed. Should I hand wash it, throw it in a cold load of laundry and line dry? Because of how we chose to have fun i have a feeling that this might happen again tmi i don't know where the line is for you no thank you for your help yeah no that's yeah that is no lines that is way before the line yeah uh okay here you go yeah thank you okay so um great visuals great concrete detail in this question you know i will say my 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 readers and my listeners are very good with providing um a lot of detail that makes their the questions and the hearing of their stories so compelling because you really you can visualize it. Like I can picture that pillow. I really can. One hundred and ten. I can also visualize like the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here is the good news because uh, Darcy said what the material was. Mm. I actually I don't even need the care tag. It doesn't matter that the care tag is gone because I can tell you exactly what to do with you it. You are the care tag. So I am the care tag. <laughs> um, so the velvet that it was assuredly used for that pillow was synthetic velvet. Mm. Totally machine washable. So is velvet 
usually what for what, the most part most of the velvet that you, that we are going to encounter in our life is synthetic velvet okay unless you're what talk- is real quote-unquote real like organic velvet what is it made of it's it's essentially a a cotton okay but well it's velvet i mean it's velvet that velvet is the but it's a, it's akin to a cotton it's okay. natural fibers okay it's, it's a, a natural, natural fiber it's a, got yeah, it got it's a natural it. fiber i um, by the way know absolutely nothing about cleaning or <clears throat> materials or i mean not nothing oh, fabric but fabric care is actually fa- really fascinating yeah i mean this is I, f- I feel like a babe in the woods. Okay. Yeah. Good. This is which is fun for me because usually I feel like. A, well, I'll bring you back next year for laundry school and give you a, give you a whole immersion. Listen, I have my little plaid skirt, and uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be a very devoted pupil. You'll be an apt pupil. Great. I will be an apt pupil. Yes. Good. Good. I'll bear that in mind for next year for laundry school. Um, uh, okay. So most most of the velvet that we're going to encounter. Yeah. Um, is you know, synthetic. The, de- the decorative pillows, you know, inexpensive clothing. Uh-huh. I mean, unless you're talking about Stubbs and Wooten, yeah. you know, tuxedo slippers. So like paintings of Elvis. That's synthetic. Yeah, synthetic, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Um, so, the, I mean, you can't, unfortunately, you can't machine wash the painting of Elvis. Um, but you Unfortunately. Can, but you can machine wash that pillow. And, okay. um, and it's even better that it has a removable cover because you just take the cover off. Machine wash, delicate cycle, cold water air dry, easy as pie. Now, if you're a little worried about the staining thing, go ahead and use our go-to whenever we're talking about a protein stain, which semen is, mm. you know, semen is my ultimate protein stain, it's right? a complete protein. Um, yeah. Um, you want to use an enzymatic stain remover. Zout is the one that I recommend, Z-O-U-T. Wow. Um, but, any, but any stain remover, stain pretreatment mm. that is an enzymatic-based like enzyme? Um, yep, enzyme. Okay. You want enzyme breaks down protein, right? So there's enzyme in oh our saliva, God. and that's how we break down food. And, and semen. And, and how we break down <laughs> semen. Um, you guys, I have to apologize. I, if you guys are hearing like a bumping, I'm wearing a baseball cap for the literally the first time in the history of me recording this. Spot. I'm on episode 94. I've never worn a baseball cap in the studio. Um, and I keep bu- bumping the mic. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it back backwards. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you guys are hearing that, and it might be annoying. I know it's annoying me. Um, okay. So there we go. Hopefully, you weren't hearing that. Um, you look now, like so much more of a hooligan now. I, I, I mean, really, my 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 inner Boston is just flying out today. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. So you want to go ahead and use your users out machine wash. Uh, you will be good to go with that. I have a question. Uh, yes. So that would apply to any protein so like for example female ejaculate yes. or ejaculate from a vagina yes. squirting gushing yep that would that would also work there's no yeah. difference in terms of how you would clean it's androgynous it is cleaning yes That's it's beautiful totally totally gender neutral um and actually you're gonna i think you're gonna love this one okay so it's not a 100 percent, but generally speaking the rule of thumb for knowing if it's a protein stain is if it comes out of you, mm. it is a protein stain. So the common protein stains are semen, female ejaculate, sweat, uh-huh. vomit. Uh-huh. If it comes out of you, it's a protein stain. Spit? Spit, urine. Well, no, spit is different because well, actually- you were just saying, yeah. Spit is actually the thing you use on protein stains because so it's spit an, So it's enzymatic? contains enzymes oh my god you're really taking me to school right now which is why um 
saliva is one of the methods for removing blood stains. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's have what you I've ever always been used. rendered speechless before? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm witnessing something. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I I feel like I instinctively have known to spit on blood stains, but I I just didn't know why until this okay. moment. So let me let me make this is going to make so much sense for you. So. Th- the the another thing mm. that works on blood stains, um, and blood blood stain again also a protein stain, right? It comes out of you. Um, another thing that works to remove blood stains is unseasoned meat tenderizer, and the reason that unseasoned meat tenderizer and saliva both work is that they both contain enzymes that are designed to break down protein. Meat is a protein, right? If you think about the function of chewing and saliva right. in our right. mouth it's to break down food wow which is protein this is really blood is I'm in our food right think really about eating a steak this. I'm yeah. really i am thinking apology about it. apologies to vegetarians out there who are probably horrified by this i love steak um, i mean i'm sure it would break down you know tofu is a protein that's right yes or tofu is a texturized vegetable protein exactly anyway yeah i'm from california so i know all about those okay. vegetarian <laughs> proteins um wow that is so interesting. I mean, I, um, you know, I did an episode really recently on Why Are People Into That with the amazing writer and poet Jenny Zhang about fluids. And we basically talked about what is what is sexy about all different kinds of fluids. Mm-hmm. And I, it has been on my mind since. And learning this element of how they interact is just making me really happy because I feel like we talked about them obviously in an experiential way Mm because we all have experiences with our own body fluids and other people's body fluids Mm -hmm. and so much of sex is about that Um, and so many emotions are are attached to it. As we are going to definitely get into in the second segment. Um, But yeah, I feel like as, as as is very common for my show, we talked about them in a sort of conceptual way and it's so nice to ground them in... Mm -hmm. The science. Good. I'm this glad. This is kind of a science show. This is definitely a science show. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the interesting and super fun things about this job is that there there are a whole there are a whole host of ways in which I change the way that people feel about cleaning. Right. Mm. Most of us approach cleaning as this chore that someone else tells us to do or or that we're shamed into doing for some reason or another. Right. And one of the great joys of this job is shifting people's mindset about cleaning into thinking of it as something that they do for self-care, mm. for something that they do um, for for their own pride. Mm. Um, and, and also, a lot of people start thinking of it from a purely science and operational standpoint, and it becomes interesting and fun and a challenge I mean, you in, see the world in a different way or in, you have in much control. the same way that cooking might be right yeah. that like oh this is a process you yeah. know and yeah. and i'm doing it because i enjoy the process and the end result not because someone is making me do it or someone is shaming me into doing it or any Love of the that. negative con- connotations that we have with cleaning um also obviously i make it incredibly pervy and that's fun for people um it's also uh, it's also really feminist uh, mm-hmm. when you think about invisible labor anyway mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and, and you know, and you know that I, I have really devoted so much of my, um, the work that I do with Ask a Clean Person to making sure that I'm doing it on male channels. Um, so nice. I, you know, I've been a, I've been a Deadspin for a hundred thousand years. I was an yeah. Esquire. Yeah. You know, it really is very important to me. Um, you know, I started on a women's website, but really, since since the first iteration of Ask a Clean Person, I've always been 
in a male oriented publication in addition to women's oriented publication. And the guys I love, love me. I mean, like, you know, they're they're uh, they're totally on board with it. They, yeah. It was amazing, actually, how on board they are with it. Uh, That's great. So which is maybe like a whole other whole other episode to, to, to do because I Tina, I have questions for you. OK, I have questions for you. And, me. and this and this goes right into the the. Um, the stuff about the fluids and, and the kind I want to I want to kind of seg from the technical cleaning answer about the cum stains into having you talk a little bit about the things that people can use to contain mm. the mess that set because make the mess. Make I mean, the make mess, the mess. Man. Yeah, I'm all in on making the mess. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely when we do when we do Tina's show, I know she wants to ask me about. Um, my feelings about dirty sex as, as, as a, as a clean person. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think my longtime readers and listeners are like, Jolie is a freaking perv, <laughs> <laughs> but Tina doesn't know this yet. Um, well, so I think I'm going to surprise of... her a little bit, yeah. um, with my own, my own proclivities and the things that I actually do in my life, which are quite dirty, um, in the good way. Um, but I want to talk about the thing is, is like, you'll go ahead and make the mess, but like, if you can contain it so that the cleaning up part isn't so onerous that's that's the ideal thing to do so um just in terms of like kind of basic stuff i want you to talk a little bit about like you know the blankets and the tarps and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but then tina i'm gonna put you totally on the hot seat because <gasps> i have i have questions about water sports <laughs> um so water do you think sp- your listeners know what that means they do okay. and but we'll define it for them after we do kind of the basics so like talk about some of those like you know, the, the things that you can buy at, you know, pl- pleasure t- chest yeah. type stores yeah. um, and sort of what the options that are available for people that they may just not know about. So there is a product on the market that and I think that there are imitations, but I would say except no imitations uh, and I'm, you know, they don't, they don't uh, pay me to say this. Uh, I've just am a, a long time user of this particular product, and it's called the Liberator Throw. Okay. And basically, what it is is a blanket. Uh, I forget what the dimensions are, but I would say that it would, like, it's it's sort of it's not rectangular. It's more like a square. So I would say if you have like a uh like a double bed it would probably cover most of the bed maybe like from the like below the pillow to the end of the bed right okay. it's like or you could have a fucking picnic on it okay, okay. it's not it's not like a it's large enough for it's, it's big yeah big enough yeah. for two people to roll around on let's say or okay. probably three okay and one side of it is velvety i now that we've talked about velvet i uh, maybe it is i guess it's like a synthetic velvet mm-hmm. oh you're teaching me so much <laughs> it's probably like a, you know a synthetic velvet or velvety type material and then the other side is a little bit smoother and basically it is incredibly absorbent and what they what the company claims is that it can absorb up to a bladder's worth of liquid, which wow. which we will come back to. Okay. <laughs> but just if you want to imagine, like, what it can absorb. Okay. Um, so I, I have, uh, I, I swear by it, you know, the thing that is really great about it is that it's, because it's a blanket, it's so versatile, you can 
keep it at home. You could keep it on the bed or you could keep it like folded up next to the bed and mm-hmm. spread it out for playtime. Mm-hmm. You could obviously spread it on. You can turn any part of your house or apartment or, I don't know, yard into a a place that is essentially like a, a zone that will absorb right. all so of So I'm thinking things. like you could throw it over like the back of the couch. You could. And then when like spontaneous mm-hmm. when Dar- when Darcy and and her beau have spontaneous oh yes 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 sex time they put just grab it or- yeah yeah put it over the orange pillow right yes it's just there it's just there yeah 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 and very transportable uh, in terms of take it on vacation mm-hmm. take it to the in laws take it definitely take it to the in laws <laughs> take it take it to an airbnb i oh my god i have an airbnb story can i tell an airbnb story of course about- you can tell an airbnb story so i went i will leave out details just to protect the um not so innocent <laughs> i once was in an airbnb all you really need to know is i was in an airbnb and you will actually be very upset about this. Is the only time I've ever been to an Airbnb they didn't provide any towels. What? There were no towels there. What? It was very How? and I you know, it was very affordable and we were sort of like just needed a crash pad while we were in this town for for a party. So okay. it was it was kind of fine, but then we like anyway, it, that was the whole thing. But also so we so my boo and I had lots of fun mm-hmm. in the bed, and she came. She's she just she comes everywhere, right? So there was <laughs> just a her. lot of coming. Good for, yeah, good for me. Uh, good, good for her. I was like, good for you. Good I, for everybody. <laughs> well done, Tina. <laughs> and you know, we like uh, were good guests and like folded it up up the laundry and da 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 da. da and we got a message on Airbnb. While we were driving home, saying, there's a mysterious wet spot on the bed. <laughs> there's a mysterious wet spot on the bed. What do you think that is? And we were just kind of like, you didn't give us towels. Also, people. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that it was mis- they said it was strange smelling. So I think that part they of thought this, it was pee, probably. I think they, they thought it was pee. I think that if they had discovered what they could have identified as like male ejaculate or semen, that they probably would have been like, oh, sex was had here. But they were like so mystified by like female ejaculation. You know what I mean? Oh, I think that oh, that was part oh, of it. Oh, oh, so oh, so okay. that I mean, that might be my um, I I assumed that there was some misogyny involved but anyway oh, okay. but okay. anyway we were kind of like you didn't give us towels so like what do what, we care what, uh well and how are you supposed to mop it up stop it up if there were no towels or put some or lay something down or lay something down so we hadn't brought our liberator throw anyway we uh you know my, my partner was a little embarrassed oh I'm and sorry. i was like i was like girl just tell her we spilled coffee haha and uh and so we did and they were and they they left us a review saying they were great guests, but they should be more careful with the coffee next time. Oh, okay. But um, um, that's the story. That's good. Well, I mean, you know, good, good cover up. And you know, I'm sorry that your your partner felt a little embarrassed. She shouldn't feel embarrassed. Yeah. I yeah. mean, girl, we squirt, squirt everywhere. She, yeah, she, 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 re- she recovered. We've we've t- we talked about so um, way 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 back in the in the first iteration of the show. Yeah. 
um, Maureen O'Connor. I think it actually might have been Maureen's first appearance mm. on the show. Um, we talked about squirting and how um, it it bothers me so much when people insist that it's it's a woman peeing. Yeah, because man. it's not. It and is people not. Feel, people feel inhibited about doing it and then inhibited about their orgasms because mm-hmm. they're worried about peeing. Yeah, I mean, I could go on and, and on I, and on about ladies, it. Let me. That's the goal. Okay, like let's let's be super super clear here. Yeah, not everyone can do it. Not everyone can achieve it. Not everyone can get there. I promise you, it's not peeing, and I really promise you, it's the holy grail. So, like, it it really do everything you can in your power to to find a way to find that G spot and squirt away. Yeah, I mean, very happy. It's it the 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 urethral sponge is the organ that becomes engorged with seminal fluid during arousal. And then you can stimulate that through the vaginal wall. That's the spot where the vaginal wall and the urethral sponge meet. And so during arousal, it becomes engorged with seminal fluid, seminal like semen. Mm -hmm. And then during orgasm, it contracts. So it squeezes the sponge, Mm -hmm. which you know, your results may vary, but um, as I have just described, I have, you know, certainly left what appeared to be a giant coffee stain. <laughs> um, anyway, and yeah, and it, it it sometimes smells like a bodily fluid, but so does... It is a other, bodily fluid. So does other kinds Stuff. of ejaculate, and yeah. it, yeah, it's, it's really, really worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. So the liber- the the only other thing that will be totally relevant to you that I want to say about the liberator okay. throw is it's machine washable. Yeah. So you, ju- you know, you you squirt, you come, you pee, you spit, you like whatever whatever wetness is involved in your play, you do it on the liberator throw. You wrap it all up and throw it in the washing machine, and, and you're done. It's good to go. Okay. Which actually probably begins to answer my my next question and this is my own personal question like just just so i'm so so clear with everyone um so tina just a bit of background we happen to be recording an episode of this podcast on the night in january when Mm. the news broke about the russian p-tape and donald trump oh yes i know it well and um i mean the glee in this studio, as you can imagine, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. um, obviously, you know, my listeners know we, we, we skew pretty liberal over here. Oh, yeah. Um, but also just like the the joy for me personally of like this particular thing being the scandal, right? Yeah. Um, so we've talked before on the show about water sports. Do you want to do you want to define water sports for anyone who who doesn't know what that term means? It's just sexy peeing. <laughs> sexy peeing, you guys. Yeah, anything that any any play that involves piss and some people enjoy oh um some people enjoy piss on any part of their body you can think of. Some people enjoy it on their genitals or on their butts. Some people love to drink it. Uh, some people just want to be like soaked in it. Some people like a little, you know, there's like all right, kinds of all, different. Right. Yeah. All kinds of different sports. <laughs> but yeah, involving involving piss. Yeah. Right. So, the I, I you know, I will say um, it 
for me, and it and it doesn't have necessarily anything to do with being a clean person. Mm. It's it's not one of my proclivities. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, it's not one of my proclivities. Probably for like other other reasons that aren't related to my clean personism, that yeah. just like are related to my kind of like. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. Um, that's that's okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and but I'll. Well, okay, I'll just, I'll tell you this. So we had um. Actually, the last time Maureen O'Connor was here, she it somehow came up that she watches all of her boyfriend's pee. Like, love that when she like gets into a new relationship with a guy, she's like, "Can I come watch you pee?" And I was like, "What?" I was my mind was blown. Like, not so, not because I was horrified or yeah, like yeah, yeah. pearl clutching. It just literally had never occurred to me. Like, and I was my, my mind was blown that this was something people do. And then yeah. it turned out because the show um, runs on Deadspin. Yeah, when I wrote up the show notes for that particular episode. There were, you know, there were a lot of comments, um, and, <laughs> and um, there was a whole comment thread of guys saying that their their ladies had would hold their dicks mm. while they pee, and I didn't know that that was a thing, and I was like, my mind was blown all over again by that because I just didn't know. And but this, so this is the thing I'll tell you. So we were talking when we did the episode with Maureen. I was saying I was like, I would never. I am I, the, the I'm not uptight about sex things, mm. but I am actually very uptight in relationship to the bathroom stuff. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. and I admit it. I said like, no boyfriend has ever seen me pee. Wow. I I won't even go like if he's in the shower. I won't even go in. Like I will. I just want. I'm I'm very 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 like, um. I am very. That's the probably the only one place in my life where I'm extremely uptight, and I know where it come, comes from. And it's like a whole. It's a childhood thing. It's not. It's also. It's not a clean person. That is thing. also a very reasonable boundary to mm-hmm. have. Yeah, and it just is one of mine. But I found that when I read the thing about the women holding their boyfriends' dicks while they pee, and I said, and I said this to the commenters because I have a great relationship to my dad's been commenters, and I like talk to them about anything. Um, and they're very, very respectful of me. And they awesome. like, they are great about like really having these like funny and open and honest conversations without being trolly, trolly to me about it. I'm, I'm that's, very, I'm that's ex- rare. I'm extremely blessed. I give of, you credit. For I'm that. extremely blessed on the internet. Like I am, I am just really, really blessed on the internet. So, um, I said to one of them, I was like, I literally, I, I've never heard of this. I've, it's never occurred to me. My mind is so blown right now. And I was like. But I actually kind of want to try it. Yeah. And it was the first thing for me that I was like, maybe, maybe actually I'm not so like, a po- like maybe that's a gateway drug for me. I don't know. I'll find out. I'll, I'll report back. Not that I'm, I'm in, in no, in no current state to be even trying any of this stuff anyway. But like, you could just, I'll report back down the line. Post on Craigslist that that's I what can, you're looking for. That's not what I'm looking for. I right know, now, I, know, I, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just like currently not in I'm a, just saying you have options. No, no, no I have options. <laughs> I just, I'm currently not in a, um, in a flingy state of mind these days. Gotcha. Um, but that, that will probably change. I used to be very flingy and I'm just currently not very flingy, but that's like, it's the, it's the wheel of fortune, you know, it's ebb and flow of of like your, your, your needs and wants and desires and all that stuff. Anyway. So, um, but I, so I have, I have questions about the water sports stuff and it's just like a thing that's like, because of the, of the P tape. And then because of this thing this summer, like it sort of keeps coming up and I was like, I'm going to have to in here. So I'm going to ask this question. So first of all, you've, you've basically answered 
a lot of it in talking about this blanket because I imagine that this is a thing that is used commonly by people who are particularly into water sports and who and who want to engage in them in the bedroom. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, you don't want to pee on your mattress. Yeah, unless you're in some non-towel-having Airbnb and then just go to town. No, right. don't do that. I don't endorse uh, doing that. That would be unethical. So, uh, yeah, I want to I want to hear, I you know, I guess basically what I want to ask is I want to ask about the, like, the the technical aspects mm-hmm. of how water, how and where water sports are performed. Well, I love so much about what you're saying. I love that you have revealed that with any fetish or sexual interest there's probably a stereotype in the cultural imagination of what a golden shower is and if you find out what a golden shower is it's an image comes into your head and you're probably like well that's how people do it like people just I don't, you know, whatever it is in your mind that people climb on top of each other and pee on, on each other. I imagine it taking place in the shower. Okay. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to come. We're going to come back to the shower. I, the golden shower shower. I, um, but the thing that I love about what you're saying is that is something that I really try to do in my work and, and really do on my show is think about all of the different ways that you can use piss as a as material in in sex and that there's not just one way to do it and also if you're curious about it that as you have illustrated we have such strong taboos around privacy and bathroom related bodily functions Mm -hmm. that even something as relatively simple and innocuous as watching someone pee or touching them while they pee or touching their genitals or surrounding areas while they're peeing or assisting or anything like that is so charged Mm -hmm. that you might just that might be titillating it might be fun foreplay it might be an indication of a certain kind of intimacy Mm -hmm. right of certain kind of bonding and you might all it's not like oh well then eventually you'll graduate to drinking gallons of piss. <laughs> like, you know, uh, it might end there. It might, it might always be that. And that might right. always be, and that, that, that counts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like there's, I really don't, I, I think that, um, there are a lot of really extreme things that I am into by any measure. And a lot of really extreme things that I talk about on the podcast. But mm-hmm. what I always want to do is bring it back to the fact that it's, it's not a like bear, better, faster, more like competition to see like, who is the kinkiest uh it's it's about what gives you a thrill and Mm -hmm. and what you like so that being said let's switch to how people make it happen the number one place that i have had experiences with like pissing on people and being pissed on and like using and people drinking piss and like piss being involved in sex is in the bathtub okay yeah, that's when I said a shower. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I do the bathtub. I, yeah. I used to work in a dungeon, and our routine was, no matter what age or size of the client, they got in the bathtub, and then you kind of really had to have a lot of like core strength and balance, and then you would like kick off your stilettos and climb onto the like lip of the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yep, and 
piss on them okay. in the tub. And then they were in the place that they needed to be to shower. Okay. And usually that is when they would come as well. And that would be easy cleanup as well. So, okay. Because it's all just... That's yeah. what tubs are for. So, yeah. th- so that's... Okay. And also, you know, I mean... Good for me. I'm proud of myself that I, yeah, I sussed that right out. Listen, and like <laughs> I have a natural aptitude for it. <laughs> if you're in, if you're into the idea of piss play, and you're like having fun, and you want to, you know, just like get up and go. You know, the bathroom is probably not that far from your bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, at pretty much everybody has that space. And the thing that is really great about that is that if you're just kind of getting started or comfortable with the idea, the quick easy to understand accessibility of the of the water for the cleanup like you might want to see how it feels to like get piss like on your tits of like running down your body but, but you also might not like it but you you might not like it or you might be like wow that was really fun while you were doing it and now 30 seconds later i'm like ready to not have piss on me mm-hmm. you're in the fucking shower yeah right so so there's that i have also been in a lot of play parties like you know, like uh, like orgies or mm-hmm. or kinky parties in dungeons or what have you, where uh, you bust out the puppy pads or chucks as mm-hmm. we as we call them, you know, yep. and those are on hand for lots of things that get messy okay. uh, at those at those parties. But I mean, I've seen people just like stand on a puppy pad. I mean, if it's good enough for a dog, it's good enough oh, yeah. for you, you know? I mean, yeah. it's literally designed to absorb piss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the difference is biologically between... Not that much, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're Not all mammals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if you wanted to, you could put chucks or puppy pads on the bed, I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't uh, I I haven't it done be that a little that much. Crinkly. It might be yeah. Well, it's not super sexy, right? Yeah, I in mean, my, in my opinion, yeah, that's I was my say, only I'm thing like, about. I'm chucks. like picturing like a wee wee pad is like not not sexy. Yeah, it's like I mean, a I've giant d- like panty liner. It basically <laughs> is like lying in a in a in a pad. In a pad. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, and the only other thing that I'll say is that I am really the opposite of you when it comes to piss. I am a total piss exhibitionist. I'm the kind of person that this happens to me all the time. I'll be on a hike, you know, so like Mm semi-public, like a national park or something. And I'll be like, I have to be, and I'll just like drop my, you know, hiking shorts or workout shorts or jeans or whatever. And, you know, Oh my piss God. by the side of the road or piss behind a tree or I'm whatever. I'm so jealous that and you somebody, have that and ability. Some, you know, and the person I'm with will be like, there's a there's bathroom a tree right <laughs> over there. No, not a tree. Oh, yeah. like, like a, you, you know, there, there's like a concrete, you know, like public bathroom a few yards away, <laughs> right there. I mean, like, yeah, no, I actually like, I prefer it. I like, it, and it's not that I want people to see me. It's that I don't care if they do. That's right, yeah. And I like sort of feeling... Um, I don't know. I like turning dirt into mud with okay. my piss. I'm that kind of I'm that kind okay. of person. So That's interesting. No, I, I like that. I, I have, like that. Yeah. I have been at outdoor sexy events um you know like spa- like camps that are designated for like adults uh yeah. uh sexy kinky weekends where one of the things that's so great about being outdoors is that you can just like do water sports literally right, anyway. anywhere yeah. and then hit the showers yeah interesting so one of one of the things i have a tremendously shy bladder mm. so i just 
like I just wouldn't be able to. I have, I have performance anxiety. Yeah. So and that, a lot of it's people all do. Tied, it's all tied up into the. I mean, I've trained a lot of dominatrixes, and, and I've seen yeah. I've seen a lot of yeah. pee shyness. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm the opposite. Definitely. I'm I don't. Know, I don't. Really pee shyness know. is a curse. Yeah. Pee shyness is a curse. Yeah. Um. All right, Tina, my friend. This is a good time for us to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, you guys, Tina and I will be right back because we have a we have a we have a big big topic to take on in the second segment. Um, Tina and I will be right back with more about your sex messes. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care, and I'm joined by Tina Horn, the host of the podcast, Why Are People Into That? We've been talking about sex messes. We've been talking about so much more than sex messes, though. Totally. I mean, this has been great. I, I feel like I've, I've learned so much. I, I know the listeners are learning so much. I'm um, learning. So we have... Um, I'm glad you're learning, too. I, I knew you would. I knew you yeah. would. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay, we have, a, we have a question. Is that... It's, it's not so much. I'm going to actually give you guys a little background on this question because I think it's interesting for you to hear. <clears throat> um, this question was sent in when I still was writing Ask a Clean Person for the hairpin. And mm-hmm. at the time that it was sent, we had rolled out kind of an auxiliary um, column to compliment Ask a Clean Person called Ask an Indelicate Question. Mm. And um, and the concept, we really loved the concept. and. Um, I actually like would love to bring it back in some way. Um, pop, maybe maybe on the show I'll sort of start to incorporate it into into Ask a Clean Person the podcast. The the idea was um, it was a place for people to ask questions that were maybe cleaning adjacent or or not even that were just embarrassing, indelicate mm. thing things that you can't you feel like you can't ask your friends, but that you want to know about. So like one, one of them was about, um, like, do you, do you poo in front of your partners? When, Mm. when do you do that? What, what do you do when you have a hookup and you're like, Oh my God, I gotta go. go." Like, um, do you turn on the fan? It was all this stuff. And, and, um, basically just all shit questions. Well, so that was one of them. The, another one was all about period sex. Oh yeah. And the way that I I rolled the column out was that I had I gathered up um about six or eight hairpin contributors. We were all anonymous. Um we were assigned numbers so you could from column to column you knew that number 1 was the same from column to column, but you didn't know who she was. Yeah, yeah. Um and I had them all weigh in and I had them weigh in so that I could present um, a, a breadth of experience and feelings and opinions on these things. Because the idea was is that there's no one right or wrong answer and that everyone is allowed to have their different feelings. But maybe we could articulate our feelings in a way that would make other people be able to frame 
feelings either that they have or that they don't know they have. Yeah. Um, and it was, and the period sex one in particular was really great because the it varied so wildly from yeah. what some some people were like, nope, never, nope, 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 and some people were like, I love it, I'm a total horn dog, I'm a, and, and yeah. everything in between, um, and it sparked these great discussions, and it was just it was just a good thing to do. So this question was one that came in. Um, it actually we we ended up deciding I was gung ho on doing it, um, and then. There was some hesitation on the part of my editors, and they were just like, "We just kind of feel like this one is like too far afield." Um, wow, and so too too indelicate for too indelicate. Um, and I was like, "Okay, no problem. I understand." I ended up using it. Um, I didn't use the actual question, but I used it as the basis for um, an explainer that I wrote for Deadspin about how how to have anal sex i read that and, and I which I, I sent to tina and i think tina was like very surprised that like this because i think tina had an idea of what a clean person is yeah you're totally uh, right <laughs> I, had a, I had a prejudice i i mean i think it's really interesting i had this idea that um uh yeah a prejudice that like people who care about cleanliness enough to make it their whole show would be someone who feels that they need to maintain a level of cleanliness at all times and i think that i i feel really great about talking to you and and confronting that bias that i had cool yeah we're gonna talk about that on your show awesome (laughs) for sure um so with that little bit of background I'm, i'm gonna have you read the um the question cool um as as regular listeners know so it's it the question comes from esmeralda (laughs) which as regular reader listeners or listeners know means that that's a fake name esmeralda is my go-to fake name for obvious reasons i'm not using this when you guys hear the question you'll be like okay yes we know um so (laughs) i'm gonna have you read esmeralda's tale of woe Just to warn you, this is kind of a gross story. Ugh. Okay. So my guy and I enjoy having anal sex. Good for you. Good for you. I did it a couple of times before with a past boyfriend, but this is the first time I've been with someone where we do it a lot. The the other night, we were having a good old time doing anal when suddenly he says we have to stop. And I realized there is poop. I hate that word, by the way. Um, But uh, I will read it. Okay. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I just, like, have a prejudice against it. Okay. Everywhere. Ah, so gross. I am completely mortified. It wasn't like I had a lot of beans or was feeling constipated earlier that night. I love I love that detail. <laughs> it just happened without any warning. And to make things worse, the whole room smelled like ass. Ugh. Anyway, my guy is a real sweetie and did not freak out about it. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. He did not freak out about it at all and did his best to try to make me feel better and to get me to laugh about it. After all, poop can be funny. And by the end of the night, I was able to laugh about it with him and he told me the incident wasn't going to deter him from wanting to do anal with me again. But I don't know if I want to do it again. I am still just utterly embarrassed about it and totally freaked out about it happening again. So I guess my questions are, is this a common thing with anal? Has this happened to other people? And how do people get over embarrassing or gross sex? And how do people get over embarrassing or gross sex experiences? Right now, I just want to cover my head with a paper bag and never get naked again. Ugh, help! All right, I love this person. I love this person too. I love I I love her partner. I love her. I love yeah, her partner. I, really, I love that he he 
handled it in exactly the ideal way and not everyone can that's true and that is and it's and it's it's okay if you can't handle it perfectly yeah the goal is to handle it as well as possible yeah um and also if you if you have a strong reaction in the moment it's okay to look back and say you know I reacted this way because I was surprised or because I just had a visceral reaction or because of the taboo or what, whatever. And to, and to go back and you can, you can smooth it. You over. can address it. You yeah. can address it. Um, it's, it, it is okay to have the reactions you have the way you handle them afterwards is what sets good and mature people apart from people who aren't quite ready. Agreed. Um, you know, me, maybe aren't emotionally mature enough for these kinds of acts. And these are the things that you want to take into account before you even think about doing what may be outre sex acts for you. You know, obviously you can't anticipate everything, but really think about your level of emotional intelligence because you don't want to hurt someone. I mean, well, unless the hurting is part of the, yeah, you don't want to damage someone, right? (laughs) right? If pain is what they're, yeah, that's right. You guys know what I mean when I say that. So we've got, we've got like, there are basically three, three separate questions here. Oh yeah. I have quick answers to the first two. So the first one is, is this a common thing with anal? Yes. And the second one is, has this happened to other people? The answer to both of those is yes. Yes. You want to talk a bit about that? Sure. Here's the thing. We can talk extensively about anal prep mm-hmm. for civilians, for porn stars. I know a lot about anal sex and anal prep, and I have lots of tips. And the thing that any responsible anal sex teacher will emphasize is... Hashtag shit happens. Yes. And and everybody who has anal sex knows that hashtag shit happens. <laughs> and so I think that the, the thing that I want to say before we even get into all of the awesome things that you can do that are that are very effective mm-hmm. in mitigating for this sort of thing is to say kind of kind of like what you were saying before you have anal sex being realistic and making a risk aware assessment mm-hmm. about what you are literally getting yourself into mm-hmm. and doing some thinking and or talking about when shit happens when when fecal matter perhaps makes a surprise appearance <laughs> in your bedroom you weren't invited fecal matter <laughs> like you're not on the guest you're list crashing the party. you're totally crashing the party how are you going to react and you if you if you're not prepared to do some deep thinking and talking about what your what your reactions of revulsion are are really about then you're probably not mature enough to enjoy how fucking amazing anal sex is. <laughs> All right, I like that. Yeah. So, so one thing um, that I I talked about in the explainer that I put on, I want to pick up a little little bit of something that you said when you said like you're what you're literally getting into from the penetrator's perspective. Mm-hmm. 
And obviously I was writing, the explainer that I was writing was very much um, it fra- framed for hetero couples. Yeah. Um, and it was written for a primarily male audience. So that was, that was for whom I was writing. Mm-hmm. So basically for men who were going to be anally penetrating a woman. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I said was like, you should be prepared for your dick to come out yeah. with poop on it. Yeah. And you should think about how you feel about that before you go in on anal. Yeah. If you don't feel okay about that, maybe it's not the right thing for you. Yeah. Maybe think about using a condom, even yes. if you're exclusive with your partner, because yeah. that will mitigate some of the the feeling that you might have about it. Absolutely. And to take it one step further, you can get black condoms. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. if the mm-hmm. idea of seeing... Like opaque condoms. Right. Yeah. Seeing... Um, you know, a brown, a brown dick or a brown condom is going to upset you. Use a black condom, and then you won't see it. Um, and actually, I have a brand for you guys because you know I was compared. Yes. Uh, with brand names, um, Lifestyles makes black condoms. Right, right, right. D- there are tuxedos. There, are, yeah, there are other brands. There are other brands too, yeah. but I just know that Lifestyles happens to be one, and it's a common, common, and easily, easily found brand. Yeah. Um, so you know, things to think about. There's no, there's no. Listen, there's no shame. No. In not wanting a poop-covered dick. Totally. There's or not sh- wanting to... But just know that. ...to be... Res- that, that, like, the fecal matter from your body is on the bed, on your partner's dick, on your partner's hand, mm-hmm. in your partner's mouth. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, you know... Yeah. Analingus. Analingus is, analingus a, is a fabulous. fabulous thing. Yeah. Fabulous thing. Uh, you know, I, wa- I want to say something because I am worried that I'm going to forget it when talking okay. about enemas and and other kind of prep yeah which is smell because she esmeralda mentioned that the room smelled like ass Mm -hmm. so smell is such an important part of sex Mm -hmm. and i feel is so closely connected to ideas of cleanliness and filth absolutely i'm the kind of person that really loves body odor like somebody has to be pretty unclean for me to be turned off by the smell of their body and i'm not alone no not at all and you know i i prefer that to like cologne or deodorant or uh like flavored condoms or or things that that like mask human smell Mm -hmm. i like the pheromones and smell of arousal and i i like raunchiness right so um, I mean, I'm, I do not love the smell of a bathroom. You know, <laughs> I do not love the smell of shit. Okay, but there's a difference between the smell of like, like, like sexy, like sex ass. You know what I mean? Like, like ass, like anal sex room versus like the smell of shit. Um, but there are so many ways that you can that you can also like mitigate for the smell. Uh, you know, I have a friend who recommends, uh, she was, um, Alison Moon is her name. She wrote a great book called Girl Sex 101 and teaches about all kinds of things. And she was kind of talking about like your go kit for dates and mm-hmm. yeah. play parties. And she was talking about carrying a little spray bottle that has rose water in it. Ooh. And when she when she was describing that, I was a little bit like, yeah, yeah, who needs that? I bring on the ranch. And then when she was describing it, I was like, you know, that's 
really nice, especially if that's like your signature thing. And obviously, yeah. any essential oil you know that you want to put in there. You know what's so funny? I'm realizing there's literally a bottle of gardenia water on my bedside table, and it's not. I mean, listen, I, it's it's just it's just me and candy corn in my bed right now. <laughs> I was last the last episode we did was our our Halloween episode. Uh-huh. I was talking about how I woke up one morning recently and uh this is a very seasonal problem obviously and i and i like went to go make my bed because of course i make my bed every day and um and i like shook my duvet out and a piece of candy corn went flying across the room because i had been that's how eating, you know it was a good night <laughs> i've been eating candy corn in bed and and i had I, the, that the day that we were recording i had gotten stood up for a date and i was like sort of like you know Cry, crying myself a river and i was like actually maybe it's a good thing i got stood up because do you imagine if someone else like came into your bed and found like your candy corn would in there so like, charmed by that i was like i would I was, be so charmed i, I like, would well, be like yes <laughs> eat whatever you want in bed now I'm gonna i was like well no you. wonder i got stood up I'm a monster who's eating candy corn alone in my bed um but anyway but i have that i have the gardenia water right there and i know the rose water they're talking about and actually i have like linen spray that's rose scent because rose has always has long been one of my scents mm. um so i i love that that, that and they're all, now i'm gonna now i'm gonna like just rebrand it as like my my anal water you're prepared <laughs> yeah. I, very anal, anal water anal you water. should <laughs> could call it anal water anyone would it's buy very that on brand for me oh my <laughs> god prepared. we should market this we should market it i love uh, it you know and there are there are products on the market that are actually sort of designed to that are that are body safe that are designed to go on the genitals that have various scents sometimes mm-hmm. they're sort of like spicy uh like cinnamon yeah, like kinds musky, of scent right, musky yeah. exactly um the, the summer kind of, floral exactly yeah. and some of those have essentially like menthol or other things in them that that bring blood to the area okay. that that that, that are like you. The, cool, the, the cooling and warming stuff that, exactly yeah. and yeah. also you know supposedly will make you aroused which is just usually just like the physiological definition of arousal is like blood engorging the area. Right. It's like the those um lip glosses that plump up your lips. Right, like the lip venom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm a makeup girl, so I got all the terms. I walked into I walked into <laughs> Sephora and I saw this lip plumbing thing and I I like asked one of the people working there I was like, "Can you explain like how this works and she was describing it i was like oh it's like those like aphrodisiac things that you put on your genitals and she was like yeah bye (laughs) and i was like and then of course i put on this like you know purple lipstick and was running around with my fish lips yeah it was fun anyway Um, so same deal but smells you know or light lighting candles you know Mm -hmm. i think that there's no um sometimes then the combination of those smells with just like a like a personal scent you know like a perfume will combine that scent with like your natural smells to create that's why like perfume smells differently on different people yeah i kind of feel like that that kind of thing there's there's no there's no shame and i would rather that you do something like rose water than like Thinking they have to spray the room with some like intense with, like Lysol. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like you don't need to lice all the room, or like I mean, you might car smell or you something might want like to that. Lice all the room. But, you might want to. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So so sense. Okay. So let's talk about. <clears throat> excuse me. And we're we're gonna run a little long, and I want to make sure that we don't run too too long because we got to go record your show. Totally. Um, I want to talk quickly about prep about and using enemas mm-hmm. um and i want to talk about ejaculating um and the the those are sort of the the beginning and the end of the 
the physical act of anal and I and I want you guys to know some things um to prep. So let me quickly run through the enema stuff if you want to add stuff in. Absolutely. Um please do cuz I you I think you actually even have more tips than I have. But basically the idea is, is that um before you don't have to do this, but Mm-mm. but many people do choose to use an enema before anal sex. If you're going to do that, here are the things you want to know about doing it because it's different from performing a regular enema. Yeah. Um, so you want to use warm water instead of enema solution. Yes. Um, you do not want to hold the water in. Yes. Uh, you want to just do a very quick flush. Um, and another thing that people do in addition to enemas or in place of an enema is to just go into the shower and wash and use their finger to kind of clear um, the the anal opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not like all in on on doing an enema, or you just can't, or you don't have time, that's mm-hmm. that's a quick and easy solution. Mm-hmm. Um, on the end side of things, wait, can I add something about? Yes, the, you sure can. Um, so you said warm, uh, warm definitely is is right, but I would even speci- more specifically say body temperature. Okay, so like don't don't enema with. Like, don't, like, put the kettle on and then, like, use and then put that up your butt. Like, it should, you you know, if you run your hand under the faucet, it should feel body temperature. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Good to know. Um, On the end side of things, Mm -hmm. if you are, um, if you are, you should know this if you're giving, I mean, you should always know this if you're giving, um, that you always want to ask in advance or when you're getting close to coming if it's okay to come inside someone that's that first and foremost is a respect I would, thing i would say you should a- ask before i think so yeah because in the heat of the moment first of all you're like getting close and then they're like mm, well uh let me think about it and you're yeah. like the you're not you're not you feel pressure et cetera. Et cetera. so i would say that would be a conversation i would recommend having before the anal excellent which yes. could be fun part which of is foreplay. fun yeah like, fun part hey, of it i like i like the idea of doing this how do you feel about it right and no, like you know, that. being able to, that would be a good time to share your STI status and talk mm-hmm. about whether you want to use barriers for whatever reason, for easy cleanup or for protection or, you know, luckily one of the great things about anal is that you can't knock anyone up by That's right. fucking their ass. Uh, I mean, some... I. <laughs> semen could leak out and get you know it could it could happen but you know but it's very unlikely yes very unlikely so the thing is is that what first first and foremost that's a respect thing and and you know you should not assume um yeah but but very tactically and specifically with anal um if you do ejaculate inside of an anus the um semen can have a laxative effect (laughs) so you want to be very very aware of that before you just go because people and people aren't it doesn't it doesn't like necessarily stand to reason that one would create the other but but it can and actually i'm kind of wondering if what happened in esmeralda's case is if if there was some pre-ejaculate like a Mm. a fairly heavy dose of pre-ejaculate that may have caused her to have a laxative effect since she said it was sort of such a surprise thing for her um yeah so that may that may be like just the explanation for it but really know that because both of you could end up with yeah. a, a an unpleasant surprise. Um, now, of course, there are probably people who, for whom that's that's part of the act and enjoyment. And, Sometimes, yeah, you know, it's probably a, a sliver of the population who enjoys anal. But like, you know, 
Everybody's into something. That is true. Uh, yeah, I, I just really also want to emphasize that before doing anal, or even if you have done it and you just want to do it better, really understanding anal anatomy and understanding, you know, basically like the entire anatomy, like between your like belly button and your knees, <laughs> more or less, <laughs> um, is is going to help you to have hotter, better anal sex. So I'm just going to put that incentive in there, but also help you understanding understanding anatomy and the reality of what is going on in inside and outside of one another's bodies is also going to help you to mitigate for these disasters that or you know that people see as disasters or catastrophes that inhibit them from fully enjoying anal mm-hmm. and the you know the more you know right uh so you know for example Inside the anal opening is the rectum, and fecal matter is not actually stored in the rectum. So I think that sometimes people have anxiety about anal sex because they think, you know, you're going to put a finger in there, and they're just imagining, like, well, you know, that's when I have a bowel movement. Like, that's where it comes out, so it's probably just going to, like, be there on the other side, <laughs> you know. But it actually uh, is is not stored there. Now, it's stored higher up, higher in, up. In, in the colon. In the right? colon, yeah. It's, so, like, it's like how urine is stored in, in the bladder, bladder. Yeah. exactly now as you probably are aware the fecal matter does travel through the rectum <laughs> on its way wherever <laughs> wherever its destiny lies so it it you know it's it, the the walls of the rectum are not are not unsullied, right? Right. So, so which is why sometimes you could put a finger up your butthole, put a butt plug that is not too long or big up there, and it will come out with stray matter right. on it. In general, I don't care how big your cock is, your cock is not poking up against the colon. Right. Like, just... It's just not. It's just not. Yeah. So... In general, what we're what we're so you see what I mean, where you actually yeah. really understand like what is the atmosphere that your dick is going into, or your hand, or a dildo, right. or, or your tongue, your or whatever, tongue, yeah. whatever um, that can help with your anxieties, and right. it can also help you to be in terms of being as realistic as possible about what's going to happen. Right. So the reason that sometimes shit happens the way that it happened to Esmeralda might be what you were describing. I actually didn't know that about semen being a laxative. So maybe pre-cum, um, you know, different positions, getting real, sometimes sadly when you get really into anal sex and you're super engorged and you're super relaxed and you're like really feeling it, like basically like things, things start to move because anal sex, you know, it's a sign of, uh, like civilized society that you're like basically like fooling nature mm-hmm. by going in through the outdoor. Right. Um, so sometimes nature finds a way, finds a way to fight back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that you really have to think about the fact that there are so many nerve endings on the asshole itself. And because anal sex is taboo and because, you know, for some people with, certain genders and certain bodies it's the way to have penetrative mm-hmm. intercourse um 
there are all kinds of reasons to do it in the butt. You know, varieties, a spice of life. Because it's can, great. Do it in the butt. So, you know, you can, you can stimulate the prostate really well through the butt. You can stimulate the G-spot actually really well through the butt. Like, there are a million and one reasons to do it. And realizing that shit might be a part of it is you just have to decide for yourself mm-hmm. whether the pleasure... And the experience is worth the possibility of a little bit of a mess. Yeah, I think that's great. So we have gone super long and I want to leave us a lot of time to record why are people into that. So here's what I'm going to suggest. The the, the big question that Esmeralda had really for us, um, <clears throat> which is not at all a cleaning question, was how do people get over embarrassing or gross sex experiences? So I want to propose that you and i take that over into why are people into that great and start with that awesome um that is and then that is totally i know that brand. you've got other things that you want to talk to me about specifically yeah. um i know we're going to talk about toy cleaning and lube cleaning and um she well i think we've already answered so, you know tina was like you're a clean person so you must be really uptight i think we've clearly answered that i'm not <laughs> i stand corrected um so maybe we can touch on that a little bit at the end of the episode but we'll do we'll do kind of the embarrassing mm-hmm, or how, how do you mm-hmm. get over embarrassment yeah um and then we'll do kind of some of the technical stuff about the toys and the leather and all that kind of stuff because i've got Sounds so i've great. got a lot to tell you i think also you wanted to talk to me about dungeons which i yeah. love a dungeon i, I love the idea I I love a dungeon, both both from the perspective of someone who is a clean person, a medieval enthusiast, <laughs> and who herself is into some kinky stuff. Um, so it's really, you're like really speaking my language. Um, Tina, this was amazing. This was really, really fun. Well, I could have done a double F with you. Um, well, I'm around. Because I just feel like, I feel like we could have just kept going. We are going to keep going. We're yeah. going to keep going on your show. Um, and so that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Uh, if you guys like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes. I would love it if you would subscribe to Tina's show. It is called Why Are People Into That? It's also hosted on Acast, our wonderful podcasting network that we love. Um, actually, our, our podcasting network was the one that put us together. Yes. And they were so smart to do it because it's been great to have you here. I am really have been enjoying myself I'm so much. I'm so glad. This was really... I'm feeling cleaner already. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> um, while you're over subscribing on Acast or iTunes, please leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to my listeners for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.